Hey, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're praying this message encourages you, grows your faith, and builds your relationship with Jesus. Thanks for joining us. Today, we have, we have got some um, standalone messages that we've been uh, in the last few weeks, and I'm excited about that. I'm going to start off this morning with a quote from Ryan Reynolds. Interesting, interesting. When... <laughs> Let's go. When you have expectations, you are setting yourself up for disappointment. Silence. Do you agree with this? Or do you think, absolutely, do you think it's a little pessimistic? Have a bit of a think. We'll we'll revisit. What are you expecting? What are you expecting? Lots. I think most of us are, right? What are the expectations that you have in your life? Or maybe what are some of the expectations that you have had that you're disappointed in? Mmm, mmm, big one. Perhaps the poached egg that you had for breakfast this morning wasn't runny and you're expecting that it would be. Can anybody else say that that would be very disappointing? Oh my gosh, thank you, Angus. Very disappointing. Don't like it when my poached egg is not runny. Um, Maybe it's the assignment that you put so much effort into and you thought you were coming out with an HD, but actually you didn't go so well. And maybe you're a little bit disappointed with that assignment or exam or something. We've all been there. Have we all been there? Yeah. Perhaps... On a more serious note, you may be not exactly where you thought you might expect to be at this stage in your life. Hmm, maybe. Now, personally for me, I thought that quote was a little bit pessimistic. And while I do understand the premise and I do understand what Ryan Reynolds was trying to say, I, um, I'm not convinced that all expectations lead to disappointment, Okay. So let's just start there. But today we are going to explore the idea of expectations and when it comes to God, what we can expect from him and perhaps get a revelation of what expectations are setting us up for disappointment and where we might, for ourselves or from others, and maybe where we might need to shift our thinking. What do we think? Do we, are we happy to go there this morning? Yeah? It's a... So because expectations, this is the thing about expectations, they can also set us up for incredible moments, right? So even when you were coming here this morning, you would be expecting maybe not the how or the how it was going to look or what it was going to be like, but you can expect that the presence of God is going to be here and that he is going to move. And when we set ourselves up in that sort of a way, we are building our faith and we are encouraging ourselves and getting ready for what it is that God is going to do. And so we're expecting God to do something, even if we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, right? And that's a really good thing. So God, this morning, I just pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to what it is you want to do. I pray, God, that you would just... Give us a revelation, shine a light, Lord God, on maybe those expectations that we're holding on to that you want us to let go of, Lord, but also that you would show us what we can expect of you, Lord God, our Saviour, our God, our King. 
our Redeemer, Lord Jesus. This morning, would you just have your way? In Jesus' name, amen. So we all have expectations, right? Whether they're vocalised expectations that we say out loud, or maybe we just have expectations that are internal thought processes. And sometimes we have expectations we don't even know that we have until probably until they're disappointed expectations. Because when they're expectations that are met, we don't stop and think, oh, awesome, my expectation was just met. Because just, we just expect that it will be, and so it's, it's not something that we stop to do. Um, but the thing about expectations is that not all of our expectations are good ones or realistic ones, and yet we seem to have them anyway. We're people. Um, and they're developed through our experiences in life, They're developed through our personalities, like who we are. They're developed through our belief systems. They're developed through a whole lot of different ways, and sometimes we don't realise that we've had them. And when we... uh, Sorry, I've already told you that. Good. (laughs) But some expectations are just common sense, right? So I can expect that Vegemite is going to taste the same every time I buy it. And if it doesn't, there's a real big problem. There's a really big disappointment. Our South African friends, if you haven't tried Vegemite yet, you really need to. It's like a staple in Australia and they're amazing. Who doesn't like Vegemite in this room? Right out, Sam, go on. (laughs) Satish, no! Come on, guys! (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll have ministry at the end. We will cast those demons out. We can expect that if we go out in the sun too long, we're going to get sunburnt. I'm going to get more freckles. That's true. If in our house we expect that each person will share the washing up and the cleaning up after dinner, it's probably a really high expectation. (laughs) It's not necessarily a realistic one. But it's common sense to me, guys. Uh, We can expect that if we eat too much chocolate, we're not going to feel very well afterwards, right? Who's done the whole family block before? Yeah, all right. We're not going to talk about it. We have expectations of ourselves too, right? We might have an expectation that we have to work a 60-hour week or more in order to feel like we have been productive for the week. That might not be very healthy, We might expect that we have to do 30 minutes of exercise every day, and that's not too bad. That's like a pretty good expectation of ourselves, not not a bad one to have. We might also have expectations about the way that we relate to people and what we are responsible for. I'm sure you can think about things in your mind right now. And we all have different expectations of ourselves depending on our own personality and who God's created us to be. Same goes for expectations of others. At times we project our own personality onto others and expect that they're going to do the same things we would expect of ourselves, even though perhaps that's not who they are, or maybe it's not a reasonable expectation to have of somebody else. So if somebody doesn't respond to a text message quickly, like in the first minute after sending it, we might get upset because we're like, well, hang on a second, I would. I would respond straight away. And we get 
a bit annoyed because they haven't done what we expected them to do. Or why our housemate or our spouse hasn't put the clothes away that have been sitting in a pile after they've walked past them 15 times. And I'm not upset about it. I'm really not bitter about it at all, particularly because Ben's not here to defend himself this morning. (laughs) Because I would put them away the first time I walk past them. But anyway... But we may feel like someone should do something because we feel like we have to. Some are more serious. A baby or child should be able to expect they'll be looked after by their parents and not not be fearful of harm or neglect, right? Absolutely. We should be able to expect that if someone says they're going to do something, they're going to be true to their word. We should be able to expect that an employee is going to honour their employer and that an employer is going to respect and pay their employee well. There's lots of different expectations. We live in a world of expectations, right? So today I have called this message Great Expectations. Who's read that book? A few people. Who's heard the song? A few people. Okay. Let me tell you a story. So you might have noticed I haven't been here for a few weeks. That is true. You missed me, I can tell. (laughs) I've actually been overseas in England and France. And I feel like I should say France because it's like the, the right way to say France. It feels weird when I say it. But anyway, the reason for my trip was to assist my sister, assist my sister, Um, and her husband with their baby, their 15-month-old, my beautiful little niece, while they were working and starting their big European holiday. So they're still over there at the moment. So I was there for just the first three weeks of their big trip. And even better, they covered all my accommodation and flights. So I was like, this is a blessing, right? How cool. So of course, before I left, I had a big list of expectations, I had a big list of what I thought my trip was going to look like and what I really wanted to see. And so I, now don't get me wrong, I knew looking after a 15-month-old was going to come with some complications and some challenges. She's 15 months old. I can't sit down and say to her, so Florence, I really want this to look like this this week. And uh, so if you could come along for the ride and just be really good and do all the things I tell you. I can't do that. She's 15 months old, right? And so I knew that there'd be some tweaks along the way. I'd have to change some things up. Um, And the trip was not all about me. I was there with a job to do. Okay, that's cool. Now, my niece is beautiful. She's a super cheeky little girl, um, but she has some complications. And so when she was born, she has a a condition which causes her a number of different things. But the main one that affected the trip was she feeds through a peg in her tummy. Um, Because she doesn't, she has this, in this syndrome, she doesn't get hungry, which, like, what? (laughs) Is that even a real thing? (laughs) My sister and I often joke about, how can she be part of our family, seriously? Like, how does she not get hungry? It's just so foreign to me. But anyway, so therefore she needs to get topped up through her peg because she won't eat enough through the day. And so for her to not be malnourished and for her to grow and all of those things, we need to top her up. Okay, cool. I knew that that was going to take a little bit of extra time and looking after. That's okay. I can do that. So we leave on our adventure. 
and all, getting very excited and we set out and all goes well. And to be honest, I was expecting that the plane ride would be the worst part. In fact, that was really good. She was amazing on the plane ride. She slept and ate what, when she wanted to and all of these things. And so I was, we got to England pretty unscathed. Win. Great. So the first 24 hours rolls around and I have learned how to ride the tube and I've started to tick off my list. I've done my hop on, hop off and I'm like all of these things, getting my bearings. I'm getting ready to go and see Hamilton um, at the something Victoria Palace Theatre or something like that, which was really cool. Getting ready to go and do that. And I come home to get ready after a day of exploring and my brother-in-law is covered in vomit from my niece. Delightful, right? And I'm like, okay, okay, it's fine. We got this. Kids pick things up all the time. It's in my mind and out of my mouth came, it's fine. It's going to be a 24-hour bug. She's going to get over it by tomorrow and we'll be back on track for this holiday of a lifetime. So fast forward another 24 hours and we end up taking her to hospital because she's still vomiting And it's coming from the other end too now. And so she's getting quite unwell and obviously not recovering. And so we find that her blood sugar is too low. We find that... um, And so because this is also part of the syndrome, it drops quite quickly. So we're like, all right, that's that's okay. Um, It's going to be fine. We'll take her to the hospital. We find out at the hospital she has some super contagious superbug that shuts down hospitals and nurses come in in hazmat suits kind of thing. And uh, so with all of, her, all of that and all of her complications, it takes us around about two weeks to get her back into a place where she's in some sort of normality. Now, a normal routine. So back to my expectations. <laughs> you know, the ones that we go like this to and squish on the ground. <laughs> So I thought, do you want to hear a few of my my expectations? Yeah? Do you want to hear? Okay. So I expected to see Stonehenge, um, to go to Windsor Castle, uh, to see the crown jewels and eat at a fancy French bistro. That's not too bad. I expected to do... I did have like a pretend expectation to have a cup of tea with the king, but that was (laughs) probably a little high. Anyway... I expected to do drives around the country and go and visit where Beatrix Potter wrote all the Peter Rabbit books with my niece in tow and me showing her the little holes that Peter Rabbit lived in. Um, (laughs) I expected to just stop at a cute little bakery and eat a thousand pastries. I did eat the thousand pastries, that bit I did do. (laughs) I expected my niece would be able to be fed wherever we went and would sleep in her pram. That's hilarious. (laughs) So, with a super contagious gastro bug in the mix, you probably guessed that nearly all of those expectations were not met. Didn't do any of those, um, except except, like I said, the eating of pastries. And don't get me wrong, there were other things that I did get to do which were beautiful. I saw St Paul's Cathedral and I did get to go to the Cotswolds and see the Eiffel Tower at night. There was lots of things that I did do. But... There was some disappointment when some of these major things that I really wanted to do didn't come to pass. And I had expectations of myself as well. Like, 
You know when things happen in your world and you think you're going to react in a particular way and you don't react in that way and when you look back, you're a little bit shocked? Sometimes I think you look back and you're surprised and you're like, yes, I nailed that. I did that really well. And yet there's other times where you look back and you're like, oh, I really could have like handled that a lot better. And, uh, and so that was kind of what happened with me. I had expectations of myself when dealing with crisis and we were in a crisis. Um, so I feel like there have been times in my life where I have dealt with crisis really well and so that's what I was expecting. But when I'm thrown into a new environment without my normal supports and without and like a system and a process that I understand and I feel like I can rely on, well, it sort of shifted everything out of kilter and there were some things that maybe I didn't respond well to because I was just maybe a little bit fearful or maybe just wasn't really sure what was going on. And so, now, first of all, let me reassure you that when my sister and my brother-in-law both got this superbug as well, I rose to the occasion I was like nurse and nanny and auntie and all of those things and took my niece, like went to the hospital, stayed with my niece, did the two hourly feeds overnight, all of these things that I didn't think I was going to do in England, but I still did them and I was like practically great. I was fine. But what surprised me was I expected, again, given past experience that I would go to that place of faith and prayer while this was all happening and I found that at day two I went to this place of despair because I was well probably exhausted but also really disappointed and really sad and not with my husband and my kids and just I wanted my (laughs) mum like I rang my mum and I was crying (laughs) Can you beam me home? (laughs) Day two, guys. Day two, this was. Not when I I even wrote a psalm. Yep, I wrote a psalm. One of those psalms that starts with, Why, God, have you forsaken me? (laughs) I'll let you read it one day. It's pretty embarrassing. (laughs) But that's not the end of the story. So who knows that when we are worried or stretched or tired, maybe we're exhausted, we tend to default to the flesh. We revert to the old nature. When we're out of, when we, uh, sorry, where we're not a new creation and when things of the world and our circumstance seem too big for God. But who also knows that in most of the Psalms that start off like that, God, why have you forsaken me? They also end with, but God. And the expectations we have, whether they're reasonable or healthy and healthy or not, will not always be met. They're not always going to be met. And I'm sure that you can think of expectations even now in your life that have not been met and you think, oh, yeah, I was actually really disappointed in that. Maybe it's of yourself, maybe of a loved one, maybe it's an employer or even church, a pastor, maybe me, maybe you're really disappointed that I went to despair and you expected more of me, I don't know. Sorry, guys. Um, It might be even of a child or a leader. And maybe we have expectations of God. Maybe we have expectations of God that haven't been met. A promise we haven't seen fulfilled or a prayer we haven't seen answered. And we are asking that same question I asked in England in the middle of the night. God, why have you forsaken me? God, where are you in this? 
I was also explaining, just side note, was also explaining to God that if this was a test of character or a building of character, there were better ways to do it. (laughs) So how do we navigate it? So it might be a good time to introduce some scriptures, will we? All right, good. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 to 8 says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? What can a stupid superbug do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life. Imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi 3 verse 6 says, I, the Lord, do not change. You see, even with all the expectations that we have of ourselves, all the expectations we have of other people, there are certain expectations we can hold on to that God, in God that will never change. That we know that no matter what is happening around us, no matter what we are disappointed in, no matter what, in fact, our expectation is God, in God is that he will help us to overcome the disappointment and the things that we've held so dear that don't get met, all of those things, God is going to help us to overcome them and help us in our situations and circumstances. These scriptures that we've just read tell us that God is never changing. That's a pretty good firm foundation to build our expectation on, right? He's always able to be relied on. Because we know this about God, we can expect that God will be consistent in his approach to us, our lives, and therefore, even though we might build our ideas and our expectations on incorrect ideas and beliefs about ourselves and others, when we revert to scripture and build our our expectations on God and his word, they're a firm foundation for everything else when things don't turn out the way that we expected. So we say with confidence, the scripture says, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? No matter what is happening, no matter what such situation we find ourselves in, the Lord is our helper through every moment, through every season. Psalm 62 tells us, verse one and two, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. What? How awesome. In the Lord, my soul finds rest. In the rest in everything, in every disappointed expectation, I find rest for my soul in God. Because I can always rely on him to be my rock and my salvation. And I will not be shaken when I remain in him. In fact, in the middle of the night, in those crises, I will not be shaken. You know, in the middle of the night or in, the, in that moment when my, I'm let down by my employee or my employer, that's okay. I will not be shaken because I am in God. He is my firm foundation. He is the one that I can expect to hold me close, to walk me through this and to come out the other side even better than I was before. 
In that moment that interest rates go up and we weren't expecting them to, God's my rock and my salvation. I won't be shaken. We can expect that God will hear our prayers, that he will meet our needs, but sometimes he's going to do it in a way which is not in line with the way we thought he would. That's okay. The key is to submit to him, to trust him at his word and to watch him work while we pray and stay true to what he's asked in the process. Perhaps God is simply asking you to communicate your expectations to somebody else because sometimes we can open a dialogue to talk about our expectations and that's all it takes to be able to understand where somebody else is coming from and for them to understand where we're coming from and then all of a sudden the expectations that we have are made clear for the other person, their expectations are made clear for you and you can start to be more aware of yourself, you can start to be more aware of other people and God will lead you through that process. Perhaps prayer is all you can do and that's okay. Maybe making a phone call, he's asking you to make a phone call to restore a relationship. Maybe you need to stop self-sabotaging, but God will show you what you need to do to be able to deal with the expectations that have not been met in your world. Maybe it's simply being still and opening the Word of God and seeing what he wants to say because he's speaking to us all the time. It's absolutely reasonable to trust that God will provide all of our needs. But it's not reasonable to expect him to do that while we sit down and ask to be served on a silver platter. So if that's what we're expecting, well then that's not God. But the word says that he will supply all of our needs, that we don't have to worry about that. But he also designed us to work. And he also designed, and sometimes we can't work, I understand that. And he will provide our needs in that time, absolutely. But there's other times where he's asking us to put our hand to something so that he can provide through that. The core expectation of God providing everything that we need doesn't change. My expectation on how he does that might need to shift. The thing about God is, as we see in all those scriptures... But in all times, in all places, he remains the same. Yeah, Hebrews tells us that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And that he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us through all of those disappointments. All of the unmet expectations. He's not going to leave us. He's just going to lead us. So we're in my situation when I wrote my psalm, God, why have you forsaken me? He hadn't forsaken me. He hadn't left me. He was leading me through it. And in that moment where I felt alone, I wasn't alone. I just let my eyes slip off him and onto my circumstance. But he was through it with me and he led me and he guided me and he like came through for me in so many ways, like me not getting sick when everybody else did. And I got to spend incredible quality time with my sister. I got to pray with her and my niece. And I probably wouldn't have got to do that had she not been unwell. So all these seeds that have been planted in that time that I don't know what God's going to do with. And sure, my expectations about the material things that I was going to see and do maybe didn't get met. But the spiritual things that God did in and through me and my family in that time, I don't even understand the ramifications of those. 
the growth that I've got will benefit me far more than seeing Stonehenge from a distance. Hey, Trish. I can totally rely on, you can totally rely on God. You know, the scriptures, there's so many scriptures. And I was going to talk, give you another little example, but make sure you listen to the message last week. God is speaking and wants to speak to every single person. Pastor Simo did such a great job last week of speaking about, of talking about how we pray and, and just God wants to speak to you. So remember that. But the, speeches, the scriptures speak consistently about who God is and therefore what we should expect. So let me tell you a few. We can expect of God that He is all that we need. When expectations, whether they're reasonable ones, probably reasonable ones of others are not met, even the reasonable ones, God knows that and He fills the gap. He knows that we're going to let one another down sometimes. But God is all we need. John 14, 6 says, He is the way, the truth and the life. He is the way of living, the truth of the life that we live and our life forever. Because He is the way, the truth and the life, we can fully rely on His Word as our foundation for our belief system. We can expect that of God. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, our ever-present help in time of trouble. Philippians 4.19, God is our provider. Ephesians 3.18 and 19, God loves us with a love that, love that is deeper and wider and greater than we can ever think or imagine. We can expect that He will do that forever. Jeremiah 29.11, God has a purpose and a hope for your life. It might not be what you think it's going to look like exactly, but God has an incredible purpose for your life and He is working in you and through you right now. Even now as you sit here, He is working in you. Romans 8.31, God is for you. He is not against you. Proverbs 15.29, God is listening and He hears our prayers. There's so many more, so many more. The Word of God. We can expect that God will hear our prayers, that He'll meet our needs. It just might not be exactly the way we thought. The Word of God is full of what we can expect of Him. When we place our hope and life on that foundation, it helps us to realign our expectations to healthy ones, right? It helps us to make them life-giving expectations which help us to rise up in faith rather than get caught up in disappointment and bitterness and all of these things that come with that disappointment and unforgiveness and all of those things, including the expectations we have of ourselves as well as the expectations we have of others. And he helps us to navigate those seasons because we are human. We are going to be disappointed. We are going to have... We can say we don't want to... Ryan Reynolds, sure, great, whatever quote. You know, don't have expectations, you won't get disappointed. Guess what, Ryan? We've all got expectations. You can say you don't want them, but you still got... I expect I'm not going to have any expectations. (laughs) We're human. So let's modify this quote, right? When our expectations are founded in the truth of the Word of God, 
we will have tools to deal with the disappointment. Not because, because disappointment is going to exist. We're human. But we have the tools that we need at our disposal to immediately deal with those expectations that haven't been met, to allow God to bring freedom and healing and life into those spaces, to maybe shift the way we're thinking about ourselves, to maybe shift the way we're thinking about other people, and to allow God to do a work that only He can do. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming messages. We would love for you to connect with us by heading to c3victory.org.au.